the unique you in the book of Genesis 1:27, we understand that we were created in God's own image, that scripture says, male and female, he created them. If we read further down, God looked at everything he created and declared that indeed they were very good. In other words, there was no mistake in his creation. Everything was perfect. For every man or woman God created, there is a purpose, and that purpose is unique to everyone. Within the two classifications of the male and female gender, there are variations. God, in his infinite wisdom, has created us as unique individuals for a unique purpose to fulfill. Ours is to discover the purpose and fit into that purpose to fulfill it. Ultimately, there are no two individuals that are the same in all respects. The human fingerprint is proof to authenticate the above fact because every human species has a unique fingerprint. So far, according to research findings, the most identical twins in the world do not possess the same fingerprint. The human fingerprint is one of the demonstrations of the awesomeness of God's wisdom in creation. Little wonder fingerprint testing has become a sophisticated identification tool in many societies of the world. This brings us to a recent sad story reported in one of our local newspapers. The story was told of a lady aged 21, an acid victim, who was attacked on her way home from work. After much investigation, it was discovered that her childhood friend, also aged 21, was the attacker. In relating her story, she said her childhood friend had spent 10 years trying to copy her looks. In her own words, she said, if I wore a certain top, or styled or cut my hair in a certain way, she would do it. If I bought a scarf, within hours, she had one in the same color. If I wrote texts, spoke, laughed, walked in a certain way, she'd do that. And she'd say, I look just like you, don't I? Her friend wore a niqab as a disguise, trailed her from her place of work, threw sulfuric acid at her face, and left her scarred for life. Thank God that the lady is still alive, and with the help of cosmetic surgery, her face is taking a new shape. It is so glaring that, having tried to look like someone else for 10 years, she must have been so frustrated. She could not help her obsession, and out of failure, her only consolation was to destroy her friend's face. We live in a highly competitive world where the best is highly sought for, and the eligibility criteria are usually spelled out. In our attempt at meeting these criteria, we should be careful not to lose our identity in the process. The consciousness of your identity as a person, knowing who you are, including your strengths and weaknesses, and your identity as an ambassador for Christ wherever you are, are very crucial in guiding your decisions and actions when meeting eligibility criteria. We should not be caught up in the rat race of becoming someone else or look like someone else to impress, but on the contrary, we should press on in maintaining a value system where the character takes precedence over career. Just be yourself, be real, and whatever is meant for you, God knows how to bring it your way. The following are some areas God created us as unique individuals. Your calling ministry, the word calling and ministry are sometimes used interchangeably, which means the assignment God has appointed for you to do that is, your area of service in God's kingdom on earth. God's calling is according to his divine purpose for our lives. If you look at the fivefold ministry in Ephesians 4:11, God called some apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. We must discover our calling and be sure of what God calls us to do for him. When you are sure about what God calls you to do, you won't run after someone else's vision. You'll have to stay within your ministry and fulfill it. God is your source of fulfillment. 
You don't have to copy others in fulfilling your ministry because your calling is unique to you as an individual. Two people can have the same calling, the same gifts, but the pattern of administration differs. Personal backgrounds, education, skills, and other factors invariably come to play in administration because of the differences in individuality. Roberts Liardin, in his book titled God's Generals, wrote about William Braham, who was called into the prophetic ministry with an incredible healing gift and was a great blessing, but he later ventured into teaching ministry, which led so many astray. Obviously, he was not called into the teaching ministry. He just wanted to teach like other servants of God in his day. God had to call him home quickly. It is also possible that one excels in more than one of the fivefold ministry if God gives grace and enablement. Your gifting talent, when you receive the call of God, he equips you with spiritual gifts to be able to function in the ministry and fulfill it. In 1 Corinthians 12, 4-10, the scripture outlined nine gifts of the Spirit. Verse 11 of that scripture made a point of emphasis. The Spirit distributing to each one individually as He wills. God will only give you what is needed for the fulfillment of your ministry. There are some spiritual gifts that we see in other people, and we want to be like them, but God knows us individually, and He knows what we are capable of handling. He will not give you what will lead to your untimely demise and not fulfill His purpose. In the parable of the talents in Matthew 25, the man called his servants and gave them talents according to their ability. He gave one five, another two, and the last one he gave just one talent. When we understand the principle behind the gifts and talents that God gives to his children, there will be no basis for comparison, we'll be able to appreciate one another, and there will be less strife in the body of Christ. Your physique and natural endowment, our God is a God of variety. The world would have been a boring place if we were all created in the same shape, size, and color. God has created you as a unique entity for a divine purpose. We have heard of some people who had surgery to alter their looks, leading to complications with lethal consequences. There is a great awareness of the health implications of being on the big side in our different communities, and there are options available to keep fit through weight reduction. However, some of these options sometimes may not yield the desired results, and discouragement is bound to set in. We cannot rule out the fact that our body frame has a genetic component, and there is little or nothing we can do about it. We'll do all that is good, regular exercises, eating well, regular health checkup, but as the psalmist noted in Psalm 127, 1, unless the Lord builds a house, they labor in vain who builds it. We cannot preserve our own lives except the Lord null keeps us. Overwhelmed with the beauty of art in God's creation, the psalmist in another scripture in Psalm 139, 14 exclaimed, I will praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works. Appreciate God for who you are and how he has made you be because you are a peculiar treasure in the hands of God. In 1 Corinthians 1, 1, Paul was admonishing the people of Corinth to imitate him as he also imitated Christ. For clarity, copying or imitating cannot be discarded concerning the business of the kingdom. We see some Christian virtues in other people, discipline, faithfulness, commitment, dedication, amongst others, are what we can bring on board in our own lives and ministry to enhance our fulfillment in God. As long as what you're copying fits into the scope of God's calling or vision for your life, it is considered good, but once you start deviating and trying to be like another, by all means, it can only lead to frustration and destruction as we could see in the story above. Uniqueness attracts. 
Your uniqueness brings you out of the crowd, and it defines your greatness. We are the light of the world. It is our prayer that will continue to shine in our uniqueness as light amid an ailing world. Amen. Now, 